Testing. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. It is an honor to have you here on this afternoon because, my God, do we have a lot of topics. You know why we have so many topics? Because I've been working hard on studio improvements. We've got a whole new interface of electronic equipment I don't know how to use. If you knew the amount of money that I spent this past week and hours with random technicians setting up things to just be back in my old setup because I was like, I finally just have to put out a new episode and talk about equipment that needs a, a, a revamp. That Look at these headphones. They're pretty soon, this is going to look like I have a comb over. If this, uh, if this headphone keeps falling apart, pretty soon I'm going to look like Walter Cronkite up in this thing with a Sennheiser headphone cover-up of the middle section. But we got a packed episode because uh, the whole week I was still going through the news. I was collecting these stories and we had some bombshell shit that went on today. So we've got a lot of stuff that is uh, happening that we got to talk about. And I'm going to power through this one because I'm uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit tired because uh, last night outside of my win- window, there were a couple people at two in the morning. They were trying to keep it 100 showing up, acting like they were about to fight yelling about if whether or not someone did or did not touch someone else's lady. Other cars showing up trying to keep it 100. You ain't keeping it 100. It's already not 100. You're keeping me up at 3 in the morning. This whole situation isn't 100, but he was showing up to keep it 100. I don't know if you guys have ever had chaos going on outside your window at 3 in the morning and you just hope that one of your other neighbors call the cops because I'm not going to be the guy to call the cops. But yet you are sitting there and you're feeling like, all right, can you guys either fight and make this entertaining or shut the fuck up? You've got two options right now. You can either do this earlier in the evening, in which case you can yell outside my window all you want. I don't care. You want to yell outside my window? Even 1 a.m. 1 a.m. You guys can yell outside my window. I don't mind if you're yelling outside my window 1 in the morning. But 3 in the morning, if I'm already asleep and you wake me up or I'm having some sort of a nightmare where I'm hiding under my bed because there's people outside yelling my Bitcoin passwords at me trying to steal my Bitcoin, even though it's still only on Coinbase because I haven't listened to Guy Swan or my other friend, Stephen, the Wonder Boy non-scientist. And then you wake up and you realize you're not having a nightmare. You got two people who look like they're, uh, I don't, I, they're not even really speaking English. And I live in the middle of Stanford, Connecticut. Why are people that don't even speak English that well yelling at each other in Polish? Are these uh, Ukrainian refugees outside my window fighting about whether or not someone else touched someone else's girlfriend with someone else showing up in the car trying to keep it 100? So anyways, you know, keep it 100 on your own time in your own neighborhoods. Fight if you're going to fight. And uh, if nothing else, can you be loud enough to wake up my neighbors that will actually call the cops on you? Because I wasn't going to call the cops on them. Uh, anyways, Laura, why don't we get into actual some news stories here? Uh, listen, we are so close to being done with Summer Porch Tour, which is great because then I can stop taking Adderall and then nervously just masturbating in the afternoon because I don't want to actually book flights because I have a uh, pretty good track record of booking the wrong flights and putting up things with the wrong day. Well, let's not go negative. I have good news and information for you guys. And with my archangel, angel, Hunter Biden, over my shoulder, nothing can go wrong, guys. This is going to be a new era of prosperity as I embrace Hunter Biden, the luckiest man who's ever lived, travels the globe, does, uh, does crack, has sex with hookers, gets free money with China, makes threatening calls going, hey, my dad's sitting with me right here right now. Is his dad sitting there with him there right now? When you're on crack, it doesn't matter. You know good you can bluff when you're on crack? Do you understand the kind of confidence that you could have? I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever done Adderall, line of blow, and felt that confidence. I've never done crack, but can you imagine doing some crack and then making a call within that 10-minute window when you're on level 14 energy and yelling at someone that you're standing in a room with your day when you go, he's not that good at talking. You don't want me to put the big guy on the phone. I put the big guy on the phone. You're going to have some real problems. Uh, But 
gets off Scott clean, little slap on the wrist. He can go back to having a gun, just has to prove that he's uh, uh, not sober. No one's going to look into the relationship between him, his dad, and, far and threatening foreign entities with shakedowns for money, getting rid of uh, Burisma investigators. Now, just a little, hey, you got to pay. What's $4 million to these people when you can shake down China? I mean, you would think if you're running this whole corruption, corruption racket, you wouldn't get so greedy that you wouldn't just pay your taxes and that you'd be deducting your hookers. Which, how does that work? Where do you go that you can legally get hookers and then deduct them? Anyone have the information on that? Excuse me, dear angel Hunter Biden, roamer of globes, fucker of hookers, and doer of crack. Can you please inform us mere mortals on what needs to be done so that we too can get millions of dollars off of other people's names, not really have to work for a living and just party? Except you're not even making it look that glamorous, you know? If you Can you at least be a little bit more rock and roll with it? I mean, you're kind of turning it all gross when you mix in the potential kid part, the finger lakes on your back. There's supposed to be a childish fantasy of being wealthy and powerful, and you're kind of ruining it for all of us with this creepy shit. And the whole family stuff and the marrying of your, uh, your brother's uh, wife after you get cancer. Can you at least go back to making the hooker and crack thing seem fun? Can you at least get that part right? We'll get into that later in the episode, you know, as they go after uh, Donald Trump for uh, not returning documents on time. And they let uh, this hunter guy off Scott Easy Clean. A couple old payments got to be made to the IRS. Whistleblowers saying, hey, we wanted to run investigations here. We've got WhatsApps all disappearing. But of course, before we can discuss any of that, you know what we got to get ourselves up and into? We got to get ourselves into uh, this Wagner Group shenanigans. You know what's nice about doing Run Your Mouth and uh, three times a week yelling about random things? You can never be wrong. At every, one, at every point in time, there was something that was said by me and me only just by virtue of the fact that I'm pulling information out of my ass. And like I said, the accuracy score is incredible. I don't know if you guys remember it. It was a couple months ago. Uh, let's be clear. You know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a dumb hippie guy. I think we could all get along. I like the idea of Russia having uh, uh, pipelines directly to uh, the good people of Germany so that they can get themselves some cheap energy, keep the heat on, and not hate the Jews. That's what I like from the world. I like a world where the Germans have so much prosperity that they go back to engineering cool shit. They sell it to other people. And, you know, they don't hate everyone and want to go to war. That's what I like. I like when people get along and they trade. The world powers, that's not what they like. They're playing different games. They're provoking wars. They're blowing up pipelines. They've got different plans, which we, you know, but usually when I'm looking at these people's plans, I'm like, even from your perspective, these things seem like losing propositions. If you want to be engaging with China and saying, hey, China, what you're doing all is all wrong and evil and stuff, well, then you might need Russia on your side. And if you want everyone to be able to use our currency so that you can continue to just plunder everybody's wealth as you print dollars, cause higher inflation, and send more and more of that inflation abroad because everyone's stuck with your currency, then what are you doing throwing people out of your currency jail? What are you doing having people trade directly with Russia and you're looking at this and you're going, if I'm the empire and I've got strategic interests, it doesn't look like we're winning this operation. Looks like we didn't hash out the details of making sure that China and India were going to support us. Looks like these uh, Russians are able to trade their energy anyways. It looked like a losing proposition. But then a month ago, you had this incident with the Wagner Group where they're claiming that they're on the front lines and they ain't got no bullets. And you got these front line people. And he's getting upset with the other generals. And you start seeing that the generals are getting upset with each other. And then you start wondering, 
if this might actually turn ugly, which it just did. I mean, these are these are new developments. Are they trying to cover troop movements? Uh, is this all just orchestrated, trying to just pretend like there's a collapse? Or is the Wagner Group actually marching its way into Moscow about seemingly to take over the country? Now, what seems so weird about the Wagner Group being this successful is I would have thought that Putin's got some super secret military operation base. He, he could drone these people out. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the movies really made us fear Russia a little bit too much, where we actually thought that this was a worthy adversary, someone that we needed to fear, and then turns out a bunch of prisoners and a dictator-like slick general who was actually seemingly just being out on the front lines with his men, taking picture opportunities, making it seem like he's actually there, a part of the battle. He's got the soldiers on his side, and they decide, fuck this, and they turn back around leaving Ukraine and going back after Moscow. And uh, I don't know if any of that is what's actually happening, but uh, or that it would work out in our favors. Putin might go rogue, start firing off some bombs, or we might end up with an even worse dictator out there. Or what seems really interesting and I didn't see coming is that our empire might actually walk away with a victory here, in which case, hats off to Biden. Because, you know, I can get behind some evil, at least if you're winning. It's just, uh, look at our look at our terrible track record. Yeah, since World War II, you know, I recently watched uh, Breaking Bad again. Uh, not Breaking Bad, I'm sorry, Band of Brothers again. And it, as much as you can be a libertarian and hate war, and you, you might listen to your Scott Hordens and your Davy Smiths and be like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that World War II thing because you just ended up setting up Stalin. But you go watch Band of Brothers and tell me you don't feel like, oh, yeah, America, I should go join the troops myself. And then you move on with your life. But while you're watching it, like a TV show, the same way you might watch like Breaking Bad or a mobster film, and for a couple minutes you're like, this is a cool lifestyle, and then they all die. But while you're watching it, tell me you don't feel heroic. And then it's almost odd if you think about, I guess, how massive the Germans were in World War II, and that we were able to pull it off. And then you transition to basically losing every war afterwards. I mean, did we actually lose the wars, or did we just not really have strategic missions and wanted to spend a lot of money I don't know what we were actually trying to accomplish in Vietnam, but, you know, it seems like we couldn't conquer those jungles. Then we go out to Iraq, and I guess we overthrow Saddam Hussein, but then we plow the path for ISIS. We leave the entire region in disarray. We go into Afghanistan, we're there for 20 years, and then we just leave that in a chaotic mess. You know, because for all that we care about women, I guess not the ones that are now being controlled by the Taliban. So it just seems like we spent a lot of money all over the globe over the last 20 years claiming like we're some sort of a moral authority, leaving a mess and causing death and spending a lot of money. But this one's interesting because uh, I guess if Putin actually ends up getting overthrown, that, that uh, I mean, I don't know what ends up with Russia, but do we fear, do we scare China a little bit into going, listen, we're pretty good at overthrowing countries and we've learned not to invade, but we have kind of figured out a new chess game of provoking people into other altercations, getting the citizenry, that's not the way that word is supposed to be pronounced, mad enough that they will side with uh, military factions. And that's a big part of it. It's like, uh, you know, I've talked about that in terms of defending your right to own arms because people go, oh, what, you think that if, uh, if the, you actually think our guns are keeping the government in check? And I do believe that our guns do keep our government in check because there's only so much tyranny that they could provoke upon us before people might go, hey, that's enough. And then you go, yeah, but drones and this and that. And then it's like, you know how much resources 
and rewards you would have to actually give to your military to back you if they're going to fight your own citizens, it's not that easy to pull off. So here you've got an army of people that were in jail. And so I guess they're not that loyal to the Russians because they're, they're criminals. They're not like soldiers. I don't think they're really being paid. And then they're out on battlefields. They don't have the resources they need to not die. And then the general guy is playing to them like, hey, I'm trying to get your back here. Dude, I got you out of jail. I got you guys the opportunity to fight for your freedom. And that government, they're not giving you the resources. They don't respect you, but I'm out on these front lines with you. And then at one point he goes, you know what? Fuck them. We're marching on Mother Russia itself because they attacked us and we're going to go take out these other generals. And uh, what can I say? Season three, this final run of the Biden administration just got pretty damn interesting. I don't know where it's going. This is worldwide breaking news. Uh, but we can take a couple comments. We can see what the people in the chat are saying. What do we got? We got Adam Magoon, or this is a Russia false flag, and Putin mobilizes every Russian under 30 years and says 5 million dudes into the Ukraine. Could be. Back on the drums. Apparently Breaking Bad was based off real stories like True Detective Season 1. Could be. All right, we'll take one more. John Castle, doesn't matter. Is Wagner wins the coup or not? This means the Ukraine war is over. We shouldn't celebrate. We should celebrate. All right. Interesting. Anyways, all developing. But like I said, with Hunter Biden, here is our archangel. Our, wait, wait. We can, our, our, our crack angel. I feel good about our future. Uh, but before we move on, I do have an uh, important announcement for uh, everybody. And, uh, you know, share the show. Like I've said before, no one's doing news like this. Independent journalism right out of my living room for my neighbors to hear and think, oh, my God, I got to I got to make more money so I don't have to live next to this guy. Uh, share this with your friends, because I have an important announcement that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Um, and that's um, you got to make sure that your retarded kids are safe from uh, from the FBI. Let's add this to the stream. Uh, this is a serious issue. Uh, you know, it's not something that I thought I was going to have to address on the show. Uh, but if, as a warning, if you're seeing this, just make sure to share it with your friends because, uh, you know, there's many developmentally disabled children out there. You never know what your uh, developmentally disabled children might be doing online. And uh, sometimes the autistic people, they get into different things. You get some autistic people, they get obsessed with trains. You get some autistic people, they get obsessed with ending the Fed. Different courses of autism seem to breed different kinds of interest. But you never know. You can't be home all day where you got to go work a job to know what your dis disabled uh, ch child might be doing at home. And that's when they can become fall victims to the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigations because they're sitting around and they need to make their own news. You know, they're on the news every day talking about domestic terrorism. They're talking about children over here that want to join ISIS. They're talking about kids in the Bronx that want to blow up synagogues. They're talking about people that want to go out there and capture governors. They've got, they, they've got news stories. They're, they're the premier news organization of the United States uh, of America where, you know, they need to make sure that there's proper funding and that the world is afraid of domestic terrorism and different activities. And sometimes, you know, entrapment's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy to convince Americans that they want to go blow up a synagogue or that they want to send $25 gift cards off to ISIS. It's not that easy to convince an American to grow a beard, get on a plane, decide that they don't want to get on a plane, call up the FBI and say, hey, listen, FBI, I've got a tip for you of someone who's been recruiting people on a platform. So the point is, it's on us to share the message. If you got any friends out there with kids that have developmental disabilities, they might not realize how at risk they are. 
of ending up on a chat room talking to an FBI agent who might recruit them to join ISIS just so that they could pretend that there's a risk of American citizens who are interested in joining ISIS and then create their own news so that they can continuously get funding and say, hey, that's a part of an ongoing investigation. Are you sure that you want the American people to be unsafe? Do you realize how many kids out there would be joining ISIS if it wasn't for us being online, policing all the activities of every American at all times? So I, 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 no one else is talking about this. I'm, I'm getting in front of this issue with Hunter Biden on my side with his wings and grace of an angel to let the world know to make sure that your retarded kids are safe at home and not engaging with secret FBI agents online. And for those of you who are unaware of this story, maybe you think I'm just making some big joke. Here you go from The Intercept. The FBI groomed a 16-year-old with brain development issues to become a terrorist. An undercover FBI agent befriended the teenager online. When he turned 18, he was arrested for supporting ISIS. Got this kid. He's getting bullied at school. He decides to stay home. He's wasting his time on the Internet. And uh, I don't know. He goes on something. He wants to explore going over to ISIS. Maybe he learned about those ISIS brides. He figured, I can't get laid. But those ISIS brides, uh, that's, that's, I'm not even going to say it, you know? <laughs> so he's considering going, or going over to join ISIS. And so this FBI agent keeps going, yeah, that's a great idea. And you got to support our cause. And so he starts having him send $25 gift cards. So I guess that way he's actually taking action and he's responsible for it. And then they wait for when he's 18 and they try and convince him to actually go. And he realizes he's a bad, it's a bad idea. And then he calls up the FBI and tries to get money from the FBI to sell them the tip about their own FBI agent that's been trying to recruit him. And uh, he went to jail for it. So, you know, like I said, if uh, you know any kids out there who uh, might be developmentally challenged, just make sure that you're watching their online behavior. Make sure that uh, you're keeping it wholesome. You know, you want these kids to, to, to be into furries and trains and not into uh, websites where they might be talking to FBI agents. All right, next story. But before we play this, why don't we take a moment, thank one of our wonderful sponsors, SheathUnderwear.com. I think I got my sheaths on right now. Let's see, it might even fall up if we can get it. Ah, there you go. No! Just gave myself a wedgie. But it's a nice, comfortable wedgie because of the soothing fabrics of sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM. You're going to get yourself 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of men. You want to continue to see studio improvements like this. Graphic design showcasing the fact that I now cannot be prosecuted or I now have the protection of the uh, Hunter Biden. As long as you pledge allegiance to the Biden family, no one's going to come after you for the misinformation that you're spreading online about the FBI. Uh, so anyways, go buy yourself some sheath underwear. It's summer. You don't need sweaty nuts flopping all over the place. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Use promo card ROM. You're going to get yourself 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. All right. So speaking of the Hunter Biden thing, uh, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff was out there. He's working on intelligence committees. He's saying that we've got evidence of Russia collusion. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's a good thing we got that Mueller guy out there running this investigation because I know things. I know that this guy's been working with Russia. I don't know if you guys watched when they brought Durham out. But of course, the Democrats, they still played their little card of, well, we know there was Russia collusion. There was evidence of Russia collusion. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't collusion. Russian interference in the election. And what was the Russian interference in the election? That I guess they ran some form of bot farms. Did their bot farms have an impact? Was their bot farms more bot farms than just general Facebook usage? Are you telling me the Democrats weren't running any bot farms? I mean, there's influencers out there with bot farms. 
Is that considered interference in the general election? If I've got bots who are liking my opinion and getting rid of what, what do you call uh, when they start taking information or throttling opinions like this online? Is that election interference? When I start talking about why you might want to be afraid of the Democrats, why you might be, want to be afraid of mRNA technologies, and then the uh, tech companies, they throttle the information. Is that the right word? Throttling? Sounds kind of dirty when you say it that way. They make the information less accessible in the algorithms. They make it, you get shadow banned. Is that considered interference? What is the scope of Russian interference versus all the channels that were trying to talk about a laptop, which turned out to be true? I mean, if we're talking about interference, I mean, what, uh, what penalty is there going to be for, uh, for the tech companies in the deep state when they interfered in an election and took down actually true information about a laptop from this guy? See what I'm saying here? But then, uh, yeah, I guess factually it is accurate that there was some form of Russian interference. But was it negligible? What was the size and scope of the thing? Uh, you know, I, it, you might as well be talking about the, uh, the influence of, uh, of uh, Nader's diarrhea. I mean, everything in some way has an influence and an impact. It's the wings flapping on a butterfly. But do you need to have a conversation about everything? I mean, don't you have to prove that there was an actual impact of something before you can start yelling about, well, clearly the Russians, in, uh, they, they don't even say the Russian influenced the election. It's just that they interfered in the election. And how do they interfere in the election? By doing something that we all do. We post on social media. I guess that was the giant threat of the Russian interference campaign was that they shared information and overstated likes of things on Facebook and Twitter. So, you know, for two hours they're out there and they're running these uh, committee hearings and you get every Democrat going up and they go, going, well, we, know, we do know that they interfere. Are you saying that they didn't interfere? I know it came back and it turns out that the other side created a fake thing about collusion, but are you saying that there was zero interference? Zero interference? Do you know that the Russians didn't interfere at all? Because we have reports from the same intelligence committees that made up the exact reports that you're saying that they made up but shouldn't be in trouble for. Gets confusing. Anyways, on account of Schiff getting out there while he's working on the intelligence committees and pretending that information exists, that he personally saw information, and then it turns out that no such information exists, they censored him. Censure. They didn't censor it. I think they censured. You know, you should figure out what these, uh, what these words are before you start broadcasting. Uh, and so usually you got to go down to the well and you get rebuked and then you get to just go back to doing your job and lying and making money and running for Senate. Nothing really happens. But formally, I guess everyone realizes, hey, you shouldn't have done that. And that's the big bad punishment you get for, uh, you know, lying to the American people about intelligence that doesn't exist. And uh, I guess doing your job well, that you're just a simple congressman and you manage to insert yourself into a racket to drum up constant news stories that undermines the other side's uh, power and presidency. So, you know, if anything, it should be a round of applause for job well done, that it didn't, it's only five years later that we finally figure out, yep, you were lying. He was lying the whole time, but that, that's, that's peak performance at your job that doesn't take five years until we find out that you are out there lying, right? So, finally, you know, they decide that he's going to be censored censured and uh this, here's what well, happened let's play the, the clip the are 213 and the nays are 209 with six answering present the resolution adopted without objection the motion to consider is laid on the table
House will be in order. So instead, uh, the Democrats, they all decided to go down to the well and they yelled shame at uh, McCarthy instead. And so he's up there with the gavel. It's like a Monty Python sketch where he's yelling at the gavel. He goes, that's not fair. You can't yell at me. I'm supposed to be yelling at you. We all just did a thing. The whole thing is that we get in here, and if you win by majority, that vote goes through. We just took a vote that you're supposed to be shamed. I'm supposed to be yelling at you. You guys can't yell at me. Shame on me. Shame on you. And then they get up there, and, they, and they're like, they're, then what, what, what are we even doing here? The entire... Sorry, everybody. Optimum is uh, clearly coming after me today. Going ham, and, uh, you know, sometimes they, uh, they get wind of what you're talking about. So just give me a second. We'll be, uh, we'll be back in action soon enough. Um, and you know what? Why not take this moment to plug? No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll do a sponsor plug in another second. We just did a sponsor plug. We plugged Run Your Mouth. Uh, promo code RYM from SheathUnderwear.com. Summer Port Store. Get your tickets. Support the cause. Working on a new comedy. All right, back into it. So you've got these people around the floor supposed to be getting censored. And I envision a new world. You know what? This is how we should start voting. You ever see those videos where late at night people decide that they're mad at a McDonald's employee. And so they just uh, spend the rest of their evening throwing things at the McDonald's employee and yelling at them. That's who we need in Congress and Senate. If the thing is just going to be coming, who can yell shame better at the other side? We can go bigger with this. They, they, this is the best we can do is still people just being in suits, yelling shame. You know, let, let's get some papers and pews being thrown. I remember a time in this country when people got clubbed to death on the floor. Someone would take a cane and just go, I don't agree with you. 
So if we're going to make this a spectacle and a screaming match, I feel like we're, we could probably be voting in some better players for that game. All right, let's do one more story, and then we'll take uh, an ad break because I do want to tell you about my new sponsor. But before we do that, you've got Elon Musk is saying that he's going to fight Zuckerberg. And uh, I don't like this because these billionaires are making us look like a bunch of pussies. What excuse do the rest of us have for not training, getting in shape, doing MMA, and fighting each other if the fucking dweebs who are supposed to be working on science projects are leaving their science projects to go fight each other? You guys are already rich. You've already got all the power. And now you got to make the rest of us look like a bunch of pussies? Just go back to, you know, Zuckerberg making better environments for us to jerk off in 3D. And uh, Elon Musk can go back to, you know, getting us free speech on Twitter and then getting government contracts to put satellites in the sky and whatever his thing is with uh, carbon credits or otherwise, because I can't get a read on him. See, a military contractor, a free speech enthusiast. Is it not a binary where he really likes free speech, but then he also likes his military contracts? I can't get a read on everything, but the point is, I, I don't like this one bit. Can the nerds stay in their lanes? Because you're making the, like now, it used to be you could have your super rich people who could be a bunch of nerds, and that was their way of getting power. But now, like, they're getting themselves all roided up, and so they're making us look even worse for being poor. That's, I guess, since, here's what happened. We just got to go back to rich people wearing suits and having jewelry. Because that used to be the way you distinguished yourself, is that you wore really nice clothes, and people realized, okay, that guy's rich. He's got money. But then we got rid of the clothes. And so now the only way to prove all, that you are rich is to get yourself uh, the adrenochrome, the baby blood, uh, placenta parts, blood, HGH hormones, AstraZeneca's. You know what I mean? It's like th this is the new way of being wealthy is getting uh, cosmetic surgery and steroids. And instead of so everyone's wearing T-shirts, that's the look this day. We're all wearing T-shirts. It's just a question of what old guy looks good in it. And it's uh, the tech billionaires because they can afford, you know, the personal trainers and the whatnots. Uh, so at first I was like, come on, guys, you know, this is not this nonsense is for the rest of humanity. You guys are supposed to be at least on paper. Elon, aren't you supposed to be working on trying to get us to Mars and preserving free speech on Twitter? Why are you going to waste your time beating up Zuckerberg? Which, by the way, even if uh, Musk hasn't trained for two minutes, I just, I just believe, I believe I can beat up Zuckerberg. I've never trained. I have no idea how to train. He might be three times my size and, and you know, just like Neo in the Matrix wearing that thing all day and just downloading this shit into his brain. But that's where this becomes interesting. Because if this is a fight with cheating, this might actually advance humanity. In the same way, I say bring back the steroids in baseball. Let's experiment with how big a human being can get. If these people want to get paid well to put their bodies on the line and see how much TRT you can take before your head explodes live on camera, I say go for it. In the same way, if a guy wants to get onto a space thing and fly to Mars, why not see how far the human we can take humanity? Why not run these experiments? And that's why this might actually be good. It might get the people, uh, these people to focus on what they can do to actually create bionic parts. Maybe, uh, you know, Elon Musk is uh, there and he puts the chip into his brain to hack into his brain. And so he's actually using like 100% of his shit. It's like looking through the matrix because he's accessing parts of his brain. It's like that scene in Limitless when he realizes that he's watched enough Kung Fu that intuitively he can just know which body parts to attack and how to do it. 
And then you've got uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who's at home with his Oculus Quest on, training in his sleep, also downloading karate. And then we could see which is the best way to download the shit into your brain, even if you haven't trained, and then we might be able to defeat the aliens. All right. And speaking of defeating the aliens, or uh, that's not a good lead-in. Let's let's go back three words as if I didn't say that, because I've got a better transition into this plug, which is speaking of optimizing your body and health. Let's give a shout out to our newest sponsor of the program, Premier Pharma. Listen, I don't understand all the rackets in healthcare, but I do know that some big companies are working that's alongside government trying to maximize their profits. And if you're out there, you're a doctor or you own a uh, you own a lab, I don't know, you own a pharmacy, anything that, uh, that, that brings people in and goes, hey, I'm going to sell you some medications. If you're a part of that machine, you at least might as well get your patients their medications at the best possible cost. And you know how you do that? You go to premierpharma.com and you figure out what they're doing to try and displace some of the medical healthcare industry with all the relationships that allow for these rebates so that the people at CVS can print fat checks while you're spending more on your medication. And then the people in Canada are just laughing at us and going, look at how cheap my meds are. You want to spend the rest of your life getting laughed at by dirty Canadians whose socialism is actually working better than our capitalism when it comes to the healthcare markets and that they're getting these cheap medications. I don't want to be laughed at by Canada, Mexico, some sort of little sandwich here of us overspending on our medications. And so you know how we solve this problem? If you're out there, if you're a doctor, you own a pharmacy, or you work in the industry, you go to premierpharma.com, have a nice conversation with Dr. Jacob and the good people over there and figure out how you can start getting more affordable meds to your patients. All right, moving forward, what do we got next? Oh, this was the Wagner Group. This was, uh, go find this video on Twitter because it's all in Russian. What am I going to spend? I'm going to play a video in Russian for all my English-speaking listeners. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, But they were there. Apparently, they took over the group. They went into another military base, and they sat down, and they had themselves a nice little conversation. Hey, I just want to talk to you. I know you're surrounded by men, my men, and they all have their guns, and well, let's just have a little conversation about how we're going to change things here because you guys attacked us with helicopters. I think we already ranted enough about what's going on with the Wagner Group. It's going to take a little bit more time to uh, play out. And even with Hunter Biden's beautiful white fake teeth shining rays of sunshine uh, down on me, I I can't tell you uh, how this is going to play out until it actually, uh, until it happens. Oh, this is a juicy story. Uh, Apparently, the government is capable of fixing things. You had a bridge or highway collapse down near Philadelphia on I-95, a major artery of the United States of America when it comes to uh, being in the car, trying to get to where you got to go. And we've all spent hours. Dude, you know how often I'm on the in my car coming back from the city at one in the morning and there's just traffic for no reason? You get construction crews out there. They decide to put cones on the highway and then just stand there and guard their cones. That's what they're doing. They're not even doing any work on the highway. They're just cone guards for the evening. I've actually seen job postings online. Do you like guarding cones on the highway? Do you like standing too close to the traffic line and feeling cars whiz by on your back and feeling like you might get clipped by one of the cars? But don't worry, we're going to put up a sign with lower speed limits and cops that will sit in their cars and maybe go after these people for speeding? Well, lucky for you, we've got cones on the highway and they need your protection. Don't worry, you're not gonna need a shovel, no digging required. 
There might be one guy on the job site who's digging and other people who are watching him or one machine that's going back and forth for no reason. I mean, I've seen construction projects on the Deegan Expressway and the Bruckner Expressway on the Merritt Parkway take 10, 20 years. I mean, usually, well, what do they got one guy out there and he's just like making, a, making formations with clay? I, 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 how are we normally fixing our highways? I mean, I usually just drive. You know how many tires I've lost to potholes because they just don't fix I-95? You're telling me that they actually got together and got this thing repaired in two weeks and we still have these, uh, you know, tire-destroying potholes in I-95 that they just can't fix? Isn't this incredible? It's like they actually sat down with the union and they're like, listen, I know we're, we're in on milking the system. I understand. A project like this, you would normally forecast 10 years. But I, I, you, you get this done in two weeks, you can find some other stretch of road and go guard cones on the highway. Isn't it incredible? I guess that sometimes they can just decide, you know what, we're actually going to get this done and then just get it done. Can we have like a congressional review where they bring the people in and they go, how is it that you were able to complete this project within two weeks and then review all these other projects that take 10 years? Incredible. All right. What else I got planned? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys probably got enough submarine talk. We all know people got trapped in the submarine. I was actually like, I, I, this is terrible when you're sitting there and you're like, can you guys not die before I do an episode? Because I got jokes about this and you guys are ruining my joke. I mean, the least you could do is live long enough for my jokes to still be relevant. But I'm sure you guys have already uh, heard about this. Billionaires, you know, this is why Hunter Biden should be teaching other billionaires how to spend their money. They're like, forget, forget being on cramped quarter boats that you couldn't even pay me looking at something that sunk. I don't know why God doesn't like the Titanic, but he doesn't, you know, leave it alone. I, I look at this and it's like, I, it, it's almost certain objects are, are cursed. It's not so much that certain objects are cursed. I once, uh, um, you guys ever see the movie Memento? I haven't seen it since I'm 13, uh, but I still look back at that movie. I haven't, I haven't rewatched it. Maybe I have it wrong. And if I'm ruining the movie for you right now, I apologize. Just skip the next minute. But the last scene of that movie, uh, it seems to me like he makes a conscious decision about the way that he wants to live his life. And he makes a conscious decision that there's a game that he wants to play, that he likes the thrill of the hunt, of investigating certain situations. He knows that he's not going to remember what happens in a minute from now. And so he decides to set up a little game for himself where the game is not reality. He, in that moment, he has a conscious decision where he understands what reality is and he decides that he would rather play a game even if it's self-destructive because that's the way he wants to live his life. And so he creates a game for himself to play. Three minutes later, he forgets that that's the way he set it up and now he gets to go play that game. Later in life, I read two books. One is called Transactional Analysis. The other one was called Games People Play. And he talks about that a lot of people, we do that in life. We like living in these little circles. We downloaded program behaviors from our parents. Maybe they yelled at us. And we, so we like being in a circle of being yelled at. We find people who yell at us, and that's our whole life. We just find these little circles that we like to live in. And then it takes, a, it takes a special mind to be able to actually acknowledge the circle that you're living in and change the behaviors uh, and giving yourself permission to not live in those little circles. Not an easy thing to do. I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm just telling you. There's like little truths of the universe. And sometimes I even think that that's like for inanimate objects, such as the, uh, you know, uh, such as the, the Titanic. It, uh, it sucked for a reason. Leave the thing alone. I don't know why God hates that boat, but you're probably not supposed to go down there. 
Just just leave it alone. And that seems like the worst fucking vacation. That's the worst. I mean, I'm I'm claustrophobic. The idea of getting into some tiny thing. Do you think some of the, someone killed someone else in that before the air went up just so that he would have more leg room? Can you imagine the thought of like trying to figure out how long you're going to have to be? Because I can't even take a flight for more than a couple hours. And I'm short. I got little legs. You know what? I'm lucky to have little legs because the way that I'm fucking antsy and cramped up on a plane... I can't imagine if I had long legs. Look at the way these guys are cramped in there. And that was their choice for a vacation. $250,000. Hunter, teach these people how to party. They could have been out on boats doing cocaine. And this is the way they decided to live their lives instead. All right. Moving forward. Because we have some other uh, big topics that I want to get into. The first one is going to be uh, federal judge blocks Arkansas gender affirming care ban and first for nation. I thought that this one was uh, fascinating. This was an article, happened last week. Let me reread the headline. Federal judge blocks Arkansas's gender-affirming care ban and first for nations. So you got in Arkansas, you got a bunch of people, they're conservative out there. They go, hey, we don't see the utility of children making permanent decisions about their body. We see there being harm in these procedures, so we are going to ban it. And a judge said that you're not allowed to ban it. And when I read that a ban, that the judge said that you're not allowed to ban it. I thought that was very interesting because I was wondering uh, how they were dealing with some of these issues. How were they dealing with the issues from everything that I've seen, that these puberty blockers are permanent, that they're ruining your bone density, that children can't really make decisions like this. And uh, as I was reading through it, because the uh, it's a long, uh, it was a long thing. Not only was it a long thing, but point by point, they go through and they side with uh, medical institutions and research papers that have very clearly decided, and now this is in law, I guess this is now in law, this is now case law as far as I understand, that they now recognize uh, the, the whole gender thing, that I guess in law it's recognized that you can be a gender different than the one that you were born at, you can make that decision about yourself as a young child, and the treatment recommendations that are being uh, offered by the medical community can't be denied to children because that would be abusive because these are the best these are considered best in care uh which to me i kind of look at a socialist system here where i i mean i i don't know i can't go through i'm not a doctor i can't go through every single case study it's interesting to me that they have actual case studies here saying that one uh puberty blockers are used for other forms of medicine even in children so why wouldn't you allow it for this Two, all the bone density problems can be dealt with uh from other things there is no irreparable harm here and so as far as a court, even in Arkansas, is considered, uh, gender dysphoria is a real problem. It is recognized by the medical community that has come up with specific guidelines for how to treat it. And so you shouldn't, the, the state should not come in and say that kids are not allowed best medical practices as acknowledged by doctors. Uh, I thought that that was interesting that I guess all this stuff held up in courts of law. And uh, either I've misunderstood this medical information based off of conservative propaganda uh, that the hormone blockers uh, are not irreversible and that there are other problems from it. Uh, or we have a socialist self-referencing system that is so bad that certain studies can be funded. And maybe if you dug through them, they're not all accurate, but then they can be presented to a court and everything's an appeal to authority where a judge goes, well, if the medical institution is recommending this is best practice, well, then it has to be done. The same thing kind of happened with the Corona stuff when people were trying to say, hey, this is like the Nuremberg experiment. And they said, well, 
I'm referencing the other organization that gave this approval. And you're like, yeah, but what about all the information about why they shouldn't have given approval? Nope, that organization already gave it the approval. There was one thing that did catch my eye as I read through this document. I would like to read it to you. It is number 11, uh, if you want to go find the actual document. Research and clinical experience show that when gender incongruence continues after the onset of puberty, it is very unlikely that the individual will come to identify with their sex assigned at birth later in life. I want to reread that for you. Research and clinical, clinical experience shows that when gender incongruence continues after the onset of puberty, it is very unlikely that the individual will come to identify with their sex assigned at birth later in life. So what about before the onset of puberty? Is this an admission that before the onset of puberty, there's a high likelihood or even a likelihood that the person might identify with the sex they were born with? And if so, wouldn't everything else within this document of treatment recommendations only make sense after puberty? I don't know how the court or judgment dealt with that one. Maybe I didn't do a careful enough reading as I was reading through this. Just to be honest, I read through it kind of quickly and then I thought I'd go back and like reread all the parts and then I was rereading all the parts and I was like, this is too much for you guys. You don't want all this. I don't want to do the homework on this. It's not a usage of my time. But this one stood out to me. Uh, you guys can go look this up. Tell me if I missed anything. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. But just to reread this line, you have in Arkansas, they finally made a judgment that even if you live in an area of uh, like-minded individuals who think that this is not a good idea for kids, and you walk in and you say most kids, firstly, we don't usually allow kids to make these kind of decisions about themselves uh, because they aren't adults. Um, and they're likely to grow out of it. They said, nope, medical practice says we recognize uh, the gender inconsistencies, which I would have thought that that was more up for debate. I would have even thought that was more up for debate and that these are the best health practices. I also would have thought that was up to debate. And then I would have also thought that there was evidence of that the puberty blockers and other interventions uh, were not actually helpful based off the depression rates, even in adults who have done it. And then on top of all that, not, apparently to this judge, none of that was up for debate. But then it seems to me like they overlooked the fact that most kids pre-puberty will grow out of it after puberty by just stating a truth about kids post-puberty. And I, I'm, I'm just telling, like, I, I get that sometimes maybe I lack clarity when I describe these things because I'm trying to understand it from their perspective. But here you have a judgment that includes kids pre-puberty based on a statement of evidence for post-puberty. I don't understand that. All right, moving forward. But before we do, one last sponsor plug, YoKratom.com, home of the $6 kilo. If you are into Kratom and over the age of 21, that is the only place you can get an entire Kratom of kilo, kilo of Kratom for just 60 bucks. Uh, you know what, let's save this for another, I'll read it real quick. This was President Biden. You shouldn't have to pay an extra $50 to sit next to your child on a plane pay a surprise resort fee for a hotel stay, pay $200 to terminate your cable plan, or pay huge service fees to buy concert tickets. That's why my administration is taking action to curb them, um, which uh, just throwing a platter of sandwiches for me from the Optimum people. Uh, you know, on paper, it sounds good. I, no one likes these fees. No one likes when these uh, companies, not only do they get like all their profits, but they actually get to like just kind of be dicks to you. There's something nice about going back to these companies and going, hey, no fees, no being dicks. Because I yell about these hotels and the shit that I take all the time. Uh, but this kind of feels like taxes on cigarettes. 
where me as a single person will just end up paying more because they have to figure out how to abide by the law. Like, I don't even want your kid on a flight anyways. Kids should be like the smoking section. Stick them all together. You guys and your kids should have to deal with them and their kids. Let us single people, you know, let us let us be towards the front. We exit the plane quicker. We're, we keep to ourselves. We're quiet. You guys are difficult. You got the kids. You're creating a mess. And you got to procreate, and you might get, have loved ones down. Down. So, out of respect for us and the misery that we're going to go down, uh, live with in the future because of our own dumbassery, make it easier for us and respect our decisions to live a worse lifestyle by not procreating, by giving us the front of the plane and not having to be next to you guys and your kids. But instead, you know what? That's what's going to happen if they're just somehow discounting. You bring in your kid, yeah, you can bet it's going to be like a tax on cigarettes where, hey, are you a single, lonely individual uh, who's traveling alone? Well, now you have to pay more for your plane ticket, courtesy of Joe Biden. Uh, researchers have found out that having sex and orgasm before bed can help you fall asleep. Uh, and you got to love when scientists confirm something that someone told you in high school. I remember once I couldn't sleep and some other kids like, have you tried jerking off before bed? And I, I discovered that worked and I've, I've, I've stuck with that. Works great. I don't know about the sex part, though, because then you end up trying to cuddle, you're this, come on, that, 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 that's not the route. And how do the scientists study this? What is it? Some scientists sit down in a room and said, all right, you guys can fuck now. I got my notebook ready to take notes on how quickly you fall asleep. Don't mind me. Just going to watch you guys fornicate and then go to bed. Um, I had two more videos, but I tired myself out. We covered a lot. Uh, the video beforehand was a medical, I don't know, was it a medical person? It was a person giving testimony before Congress that, uh, um, uh, female athletes, uh, I'm sorry, males that identify as females don't necessarily have a competitive advantage in sports. And man, does she have to run, uh, circles to come to that determination. And then we have Matt Gates. I will give the short on this. I don't want to play the whole video. And also, I just recorded a part of the problem with Davy Smith. It will be coming out on Gas Digital probably today. You don't have to wait for the news to be irrelevant to get your part of the problem. You can just go to gasdigital.com, use promo code POTP, subscribe to part of the problem, and uh, get it a lot sooner than when it comes out on YouTube. Uh, but we did play this video. Uh, and I watched quite a bit of the Durham when he showed up. Uh, in front of Congress, they were grilling him. As I already recapped, you had the Democrats going, yeah, but there was uh, interference and they don't define what the interference was. They don't define if it even had an impact, but they went, yep, there was interference. And on the basis that there was interference, it makes sense that the alternative side uh, made up statements about Donald Trump, uh, went around all of their normal processes and then committed massive amounts of resources and airtime into saying that Donald Trump was actually an agent for Russia. But based off the fact that there was interference, that all really made sense. I mean, if you think about it, there was interference. So the deep state using all of its resources to go after Donald Trump makes sense because there was interference. At the end of it, this was the most interesting part was Matt Gates. He starts grilling Durham and he calls Durham out on being part of the cover-up. And the reason that he declares that Durham is a part of the cover-up or at least questions if he's a part of the cover-up is because there's some interesting elements here that he didn't even look into, which included, or I thought one of the most interesting was that the Mueller team apparently wiped all of their iPhones at the exact same time. And so he goes, why didn't you look into that? And Durham goes, well, that wasn't the scope of what we were supposed to do. Wait. That's exactly what you guys were supposed to do. The deep state, for some reason, poured a lot of resources into pretending for two years that Donald Trump was a Russian asset. You're supposed to look into that. And let me tell you, I once read uh, 
uh, Chris Voss's book, which was uh, Never Split the Difference. Interesting negotiating book. Don't really go with this strategy. It's worthwhile to read if you work sales or negotiate. And he references Mueller. And he's talking about how Mueller is one of the FBI's slickest people, right? One of the smartest guys on the squad. And then my only reference to Mueller is that I think $60 million in four years or three years were spent only for him to come in front of the FBI, go, listen, we're not going to prosecute, but that doesn't mean that the guy's not guilty. And then every time he's being asked to go, I don't know, I don't, gee shucks, I don't remember that either. Oh, I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember a thing. And so we get a guy to investigate what the hell was going on with this Mueller thing. Who put it into action? What were they doing? And he comes back on the most interesting parts of the story. He didn't ask to keep, he didn't talk to crucial individuals. He didn't look into scandalous things. And he goes, well, that was outside of what I was supposed to, yeah, it was outside of what you were supposed to do if you were supposed to come back and go, everything's fine here. I mean, sure, I can't make any specific recommendations for changes that they should make. And yeah, there were some minor screw-ups here, such as the fact that Hillary Clinton made something up and then used the deep state to spin for her election to help her get campaign. But no, one, no one's got to get in trouble for that. We don't have to do any further reviews, nor do we have to change any policies. And the reason why everyone's coming back Scott clean is because, oh, I guess even though I was tasked with this specific thing, I didn't look into the juicier aspects. Because, hey, if I'm here just to pretend like everything's fine and we looked into it and we can just move on, well, then you didn't really want me to look into those aspects. All right, that's it. We're going to call it an episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Come out, Summer Porch Tour, uh, starting two weeks from now. We're going to be on the road every single weekend. Uh, dude, we're back in outside of Nashville. We're going to be back in Sandpoint. We're going to be back in Portland. We're going to be back in Max's Backyard. We're going to be back at uh, Jeff's house in North Reading, PA, or whatever the fuck that place is. Uh, all the hot spots from last year. Michigan, i got to get that tour date up soon. Uh, Colorado, Denver, working on a potential Salt Lake City. And there's areas that I'm targeting, such as Portland. I would like to do a show in Portland. I'd like to do a show in San Fran. I actually, I tweeted a list. So, you know, if you got porches, hit me up, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. And uh, if you live in the area, I promise you, these shows are a great time. You get to meet the other people who listen to the show. You get to bring your own cooler of beer. You get to smoke weed in people's yards, most of these houses. Some houses, they don't like it. It's actually just one at the moment, which is uh, the nice fellow from Milwaukee who will be hosting us. Uh, don't smoke weed at his house. But most of the other houses, it's cool. Assuming it's legal. I'm not telling anyone to do anything that's illegal. All right. We've podcasted too much today, and we're rambling nonsense. So here's the point. I'm just trying to pitch to come out to Summer Porch Tour because it's fun. You get to drink beers with me. You get to see me do comedy on some of these gigs. We do a live podcast. It's a good time. Come hang out. That is our episode. Have a great weekend. Back probably on Monday and Wednesday with more episodes.